Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 274 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Thank you, five of us. Yeah, there's five people here as we, yeah. start, as we start live recording. Yeah. Tonight's news. Jim Ryan retiring as SIE CEO. He wants to go play some old games along with uh, Sylvester. Thank you, Sylvester, for joining us. Does your mind want to play old games? We'll figure out why. Uh, question mark, question mark. Game prices are too low. Question mark, question mark. Is this the too damn low thing, Brent? Yes. Mm. <laughs> game prices are too damn low. Mm. Uh, how to get a free game with your new PS5. Is it come with the new PS5? I didn't see anything else elaborated on that. Maybe I took more from that news briefing than I thought. I think you might have. Yeah, it's just, it's just old. It's just the old. It's game. the same one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Layoffs at Epic Games. That sucks. We'll find out why. It's not for lack of income. And we have your October PlayStation Essential Games. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. Yes, I'm one of the other hosts. No other witty introduction, just uh, a fellow co-host and a newsmaster. Shatterline. One of my Steam's friends is playing Shatterline. Not playing Shatterline, but also one of my Steam friends. Cesar Concepcion the second. Hello. Our resident newsmaster. Not newsmaster. You've been a newsmaster. It's been a long time. I retired from that game, apparently. You have done the news when the news has been needed to be done. You're actually our lore master and page master. What lore are you going to impart on us today? What's your TED talk? I have no see toolbox. A, no, no. I see a statue, a stack of Switch games back there. What do we got going with those? Those are uh, games acquired. Oh, games. <laughs> was, that, was that the bit? Was that the segment? Games, games acquired? acquired. That was games acquired. Games purchased. Games just that came, came in. It just came in. I just threw it on the table. I haven't even a chance to look at them yet. Damn, that's a big stack, brother. More visual novel hall? Yeah. Yeah, mo- and they're mostly Japanese games. Give us a rundown. It's a good warm-up. If you feel like sharing with the class. Uh, We're actually not even classy. Yeah. Most of this uh, brand already has. Maybe. <laughs> Some of it. All right. We got a uh, Fate Samurai Remnant. Okay. That's one does. Uh, Brant's uh, E-Train Odyssey. Oh, yep. Got that one, too. The Triology. By Tenkaito's yep. the Duology. Got that one. Uh, Floral Flow Love. It's an individual novel. Hmm. Interesting. What's the concept of that one? Just a reader's digest. 90% of these are bishoujo, so it's just you dating four girls, probably. It's usually how they always <laughs> turned out. Uh, <laughs> Real life simulator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Magical Drop 6. Don't stop at 1 through 5, get 6. Go straight to that one? No, those were all Neo Geo, I believe. Magic oh, Drop, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Triline, another B Shoujo visual novel. Are those are the three ladies of uh, interest. Yes. I had to go look at it again. Another uh, Garozu Fura, which is uh, another B Shoujo visual novel. Okay. Uh, I, I, like I like seeing these. Uh, Dragon Quest Infinity Strash. Mm-hmm. What do you do with that one? I'm assuming it's a spinoff. Yeah, it's based off the anime. I haven't seen the anime either, but I heard the anime is pretty good. 
Uh, Hukago Cinderella, another, this one was on sale. It's another uh, Vishojo visual novel. It's a cat on the cover. There you go. Everybody's happy. Uh, another visual novel. Mm. Another one that's labeled Girls. <laughs> it's uh, just called Girls? Yeah, Girls. I didn't have time to look at it. It's, it's like, like the, the Beastie neon Boys sign. song. Yeah. <laughs> it's got or, the, uh, or the neon signs in the, uh, was it Big Daddy when he took on the kid? <laughs> it's like the, yeah. It's like the nudes here, neon sign in his bedroom. And you got a port of a uh, Mugen Soul Z that was a PS3 game. So it's RPG. Uh, Brand knows this one. It's the, I have every one of the oh. quintuplets. This is the newest one that just came out. I don't know why there's seven of these, but I have them all. <laughs> seven. Must not be yeah. that essential. And then uh, the new East, East 10. How did that play on Switch? About to find out. Performance wise. I probably should have bought the PS5 version, but. I'll wait till they re- release the English version of it because there's no English on the in, any of these cards. So, I think I saw John Ricciardi got the went and got the Switch one and was playing through it. I know the that fake game. It looks like butthole on the Switch, but whatever. <laughs> Nine struggled that, too, right? Nine was famously uh, Nine was bad on even base PS4. PS4, yeah. They had to like uh they had to patch it on PS5 with the one of the those uh work patches for PS5, so it was like an upgraded PS4 game, so it can get right. it for a second. And then they came out with a PS5 version later. It was so stupid, but now. <laughs> uh, Digital Foundry. I I wanted to go back and do this, and then I found out you have to have like a unupdated PS5 with custom firmware and stuff. But they've got they had a bit where they it's actually it's somebody sending them the footage, but somebody was playing the order at 60 frames per second. The, the order 1886 that no one loved that everybody on the podcast and everybody that I've talked to that has played it loved it. Yeah, I love it. It's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. And um, they got it running at 60 frames per second and they just did the same thing with Drive Club. And Drive Club looked phenomenal. But yeah. you have to have PS5 that's never been online, custom firmware, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, damn it. It's the order, it's Drive Club, it's Bloodborne, it's there, there's a whole list of stuff like, that they've unlocked these the frame people. rate. Yeah, the community's doing it for you. Hire these people. Yeah. If you don't want to do the work, it's already been done. Let them work with that. Man, that just that Bloodborne version is <clears> so like gangbusters. Insane. But, uh, and don't will, do any don't do anything else. Just people, announce people, that there's a patch yeah. for it. People will fucking pay like four or five grand for a console just to play a sixty frames per second Bloodborne. I can see so, it. They'll go out and get a PS5 with their already owned digital license of Bloodborne just to be able to play it mm. in that. I know that I know that's been a request for years and years. Wouldn't uh, Bloodborne 60 frame per second patch up there with uh, changing PSN names? Wasn't that like the most requested? Mm. <laughs> we got that years ago, it feels like. Yeah. It feels like we were never going to, but then. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I mean, then. Liza P is probably like the, the closest you need to. Uh, yeah. Uh, new age uh, Bloodborne. It's got some jank, though. Some, some funky jank. But that's uh, that's gonna be the closest. So. Sylvester's Sly, right? I could say Sly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be. Sly. The Order eighteen eighty six didn't get the love it deserved. <laughs> Assassin's Creed shirt. Absolutely right. Yep. Tyler's girl says you got the Assassin's Creed T-shirt. Tyler's girl, are you getting Assassin's Creed Mirage this week? It comes out in three days. Two as of the yeah. posting of yeah. this recording. I'm leaning Ronald towards Lee. it. Old school Assassin's Creed, let's fucking go. I'm leaning towards it. Oh, there's Brand's copy of the order. Beautiful. Rock. Amazing sandwiched, game. Sandwiched in between both of his copies of Days Gone. Gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, it sits between uh, Near Automata and uh, my expensive uh, coaster 
That is uh, the Overwatch uh, Origins Edition or whatever. It is a coaster. What do you mean, Brant? That's a live copy of Overwatch 2. (laughs) Does it let you play Overwatch 2 if you pop that in? I have not tried it. Stream that one day. Pop in that disc and see what you could play off that. See what happens when you, what prompts you. It's going to give you a sad face. Oh, the Steelbook, though. Steelbook and this this beautiful coaster. My order is probably preceded by Oddworld New and Tasty. I could actually look this up and see what, and probably near. That checks out. Cesar, what's yours, uh, what's your sandwich between this not two copies of Days Gone? Oh, God. Uh, if you can see it quickly enough, I'm pulling up on pictures. Uh, oh, I was wrong. Operation. Operation Warcade? Am I reading that right? Oh, Turrican. Operation Turrican. And Overwatch. Game of the Year edition. Brent, can I play that one? <laughs> what, what does that one do? <laughs> it's Overwatch Game of the Year edition. It is also a fancy coaster. Oh, man, I was way off. It was Octodad. So, I think I was thinking Octodad. of Octodad. Yep. Mine is uh, the same as you, Operation Warcade. What the hell? What the hell? It is Warcade? <laughs> yeah. And it's then, not uh, Turrican? I thought it was no. <laughs> And then uh, the other one is uh, Our World Has Ended. The world has ended. So, so hmm. What the fuck is Operation Warcade? If you can ah, reach yours faster than me, yeah. please fucking look at it. <laughs> I have to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to stream O games from the PS4, starting with... Uh, I've got Octodad, Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, one of the best games of all time. I can't get to it. Nope. We were On Rush. It's, it's Operation Warcade. What the fuck did we buy? Brand, do you have that? <laughs> Why am I looking no, it up? I Why, Why are we just fucking I looking it up online? Why am I trying to grab it? I don't know. Just like the back of the box art nonsense. Yeah, but it's like blocked in there with my computer desk. I gotta like move it out the way. Operation Warcade. I thought yeah, I read that wrong. I was VR like, there's game. no way. No, it's a VR game. Okay, I was like, there's no way there's a game called Warcade. I'm just going to say that's Turrican. I'm sure it's that Turrican collection I bought. (laughs) Why? Damn, you just went all... It's on a... I don't know, man. Because I'm discrediting the Warcades? What the fuck is that? I don't know, man. It just looks like a... It's a VR game. And it looks like you're flying in a... Cockpit cockpit of a... (laughs) X-Wing. X-Wing. No, uh, like a F1 or F15 or something like that. We're going to have our flying game, but it's uh, it's not an X-Wing. It's a Z-Wing. Well, that one's taken looks, too. You can't, it can't be a Z-Wing. That one's taken it's, too. It's doing a whole bunch of different stuff in there. It's like you're playing in the arcade, and it plays like these old 80s arcade games that are based off those uh, military games. Hey, man. Games. We might be sleeping on Operation Warcade. I don't know, man. If they, might be a banger. If it has a Billy Bauer on there, I'll <laughs> fucking fire it up, man. Play some Operation Warcade for the adoring fans. No one's clamoring for it. They're like, please move out of this bit. <laughs> um, let's jump into news. I don't know. It says on here, uh, Paradise to Cases is a breath of fresh air for VR games. I'm looking at the reviews now on screen. All right, we're back to Operation Warcade. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I'm sorry. The dream's dead. Continue. We're going to cancel the show and start streaming Operation Warcade exclusively. Your exclusive Twitch streaming home for Operation Warcade is what this channel has turned into now. We have the endorsement of one former CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan. Wait, he's not gone yet. Uh, He will be leaving in March 2024. He's retiring. He's been, before we get into Jim Ryan jokes, he's been with PlayStation for 30 years. Yeah, 
has been there basically since the beginning. So, mm-hmm. so he's seen wildly successful. I mean, it's wildly successful now, but I, I wouldn't say. Yeah, how do you how do you gauge success anymore? You know, this PS5 is not anywhere close to a failure or a non-commercial success or anything, right? It's doing gangbusters. It's doing faster than some other consoles. It just uh. To me, it's lacking some sparks here and there. But we're, we're hitting the stride. We're getting into the mid-gen. We're going to start getting some good stuff. Uh, this comes from Saurmano Agamatsu. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO Jim Ryan will retire on March 20, March twenty in March 2024 after nearly 30 years with the PlayStation business. Sony Group Corporation President Chief, Chief CEO. I'm sorry. President, Chief Operating Officer, and Chief Financial Officer. Hiroki Totoki will assume the role of chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment in October 2023 to aid Ryan in his transition. Totoki will also be appointed SIE, I'm going to call it that from now on, in October 20... Interim CEO. I'm I'm dying here. I cannot make it through this one. Brant, I'm going to start again on the next story. You may now continue what I was butchering (laughs) regarding this story. I don't know if it's all the SIEs or what. It used to be SCEA. Maybe that's throwing me off. But he's uh, going to help train, um, help with the transition uh, on April 1st, 2024, while continuing his role as the uh, – oh, his, his role at Sony Group Corporation. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything. No, uh, just one to the backstory about Ryan joining. About, say, Europe in 94 and – yeah, it's it's continuing. Started up. the European, yeah, yeah. It's it's his yeah European uh, branch of Sony ninety four. Uh, deputy president of Sony Interactive since twenty eighteen. Man, the, the um, first PlayStation was wildly successful, right? But especially in Europe, in Europe, it got a foothold, and they've never relinquished that, right? Uh no. no, I think UK was always bouncing back and forth, but like the mainland Europe, no. Yeah. I know. Yeah, they just they talk about you know how he was an inspiration through even the trials and tribulations of COVID and things like that, and of course, you know most people know him um, from his controversial quote about um, <laughs> Gran Turismo, saying who would want to play these. Uh, these old games who wants to play these games and uh, he 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 went and backtracked um you know late years later said you know i'm not against classic games and things like that but you know but it was just so damning it was like it was, i went into this room where they were celebrating the history of grand turismo <laughs> and i was looking at these old games and i was like who would play yeah. these old games it was horrible it's like as a as a because jim ryan was even before he was the ceo he was in the in the spotlight he was a sony executive right and people knew who he was so for somebody of his caliber to, to say something like that is just kind of like ooh, right hope and you're that's doing, not the you're outlook not, you're not propping up your new thing by killing no. an old thing by putting down an old thing that people still want to play that's not easily accessible for everyone yeah that's horrible Sorry for the audio feedback. I don't even know if it comes through on the recording, to be honest. I don't know. I, d- I, I can hear it, but it's it's weird how that happened. Yeah. Technical difficulties. But uh, I didn't realize he'd been in that head honcho position since 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
are we all going to get credit for steering our respective things through COVID? Is that just always going to be on our resumes? Like, I guess so. I mean, what makes us different than him? Like, if we if we're here, like it's a resume builder, right? Survived pandemic, successfully navigated Sony slash no podcast slash <laughs> our respective workplaces <laughs> through. Right? I mean, it is what it is, right? Put on yours that you lo- you successfully lost a PS5 to FedEx. I did. Maybe Jim Ryan <laughs> will. He feels bad about it. Now he's going to retire and bring it to me with his free time. I'm sorry, Richard. I know you want to play new games. <laughs> I see you have so many old games. I apologize that you have to play these old games. I brought you something to play new games on. Yeah, and I also think, paid for all the FIFA Ultimate Team stuff. And I think I think he mentioned in his retirement that he said he found it difficult to balance his own life and his work job in the United States. So I think that was one of the reasons why he decided to retire early. Makes sense. I mean, 30 years at one spot. I'm sure he did something before that. Was he like a Reggie fils where he did uh, Pizza Hut and VH1 and stuff like that? Pop-up video. Pop-up video. It's crazy. It's still weird to me to see. It's almost like the Sonic Mario thing. But to me, it's bizarre to see the MTV Movie Awards on VH1 like as they stream. Like, what? what's happening? These are competing networks. This can't, this can't happen. VH1 is trying to beat MTV, but they're just... Was that Viacom? They're under the Viacom. They're all yeah, Vi- Paramount. CBS, Viacom, Paramount. Yeah. yeah. They own they own BET, they own VH1, and they own MTV. They own all music TV. What do we know about Hiroki Totoki? Anything? Not much. No, he's just a CEO. That was it. CEO. That's it. CFO. What did he do before that though? Did he come from any sort of? What is his background? Probably should have done this research. Everybody will pull up to LinkedIn. Let's go. Off air. Oh, we're going straight with LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> three members of No Podcast checked out your LinkedIn profile. There's as soon as I searched, there were three matching profiles yeah. for LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't really want to be friends. I'm just uh I'm just looking for the new Sony interim CEO. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, I gotta pay for a Bloomberg article to look at this. He looks a little more experienced in his career than Jim Ryan. Is that the right way to put that? Yeah, I'm looking at a push square article. Um, let's see. I know I mean, I, the, one of the first things that showed up was he's, uh, he's 59 years old. Oh, maybe not. He, then. Uh, it says Totoki is kind of a big deal as chief uh, operating officer. Okay. And president of Sony corporation. Sony Group Corporation. He's the second highest ranked executive in the company after a chairman and CEO. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. But they they have the very uh, structured, like, it's no surprise that it's going to be him, right? As far as that goes. Mm-hmm. The corporate structure wise. He joined the company back in 1987 and has gradually ascended the corporate ladder over the past three decades, working in various seven. departments. Uh, but is always trending upwards. Good place to be trending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now trending uh, downwards, Brant McKee. <laughs> his uh, particular skill set is in financial and restructuring end of things. Uh, having contributed to the launch of Sony Bank, as well as serving as CFO for Sony Network Communications. Uh, he He has described himself as being obsessed with growth. Oh, so. no. 
Oh, this could go one of many ways. <laughs> that's pretty much the that's pretty much the end of this article. Well, he's he's going to be the acting CEO. Interim. He's not. Yeah, he's he's not the new. So at least at at this moment, he'll at least be making some decisions about a lot of the live service stuff that's been lined up, right? That's all in the pipeline. <sighs> yeah, and I have a feeling one of our articles I, I want to bring up some of that for sure Uh-oh. we're gonna get to that one eventually oh yeah all right jim ryan great career uh we brought in somebody who helped launch the walkman so <laughs> 1987 would have been maybe the discman i think discmans are that old yeah, they weren't running at that time yeah yeah because like the i think i have one from either 90 or 91 and it uh it's a portable CD player, but only in the sense of it, it plays discs portably. It, you can't jog with it. It's not what like our generation grew up as a discman. It's like a stationary. The disc doesn't even click in. It just kind of sits on the spindle. So maybe he did the sport Walkman discman. We'll give him credit mm, for that one. With the sixty second uh, skip free feature. Yeah, buffer. Eat your batteries, <laughs> but hey, they're like, oh, just shaking it all over. Oh, I got six seconds. <laughs> I don't know when I was cutting grass. I used to cut grass. That was my first job, and I, I listened to uh, Green Day's Dookie on repeat, <laughs> and that freaking buffer saved me, man. That that mower was jostling me all around. I was listening to Dookie uninterrupted. But yeah, love him, love him or hate him. I mean, he's been there for thirty years, so he's seen five generations of PlayStation consoles. Every generation of PlayStation, he's, every portable. He obviously some of his. Better decisions impacted certain things enough for him to move up. And, you know, while we didn't always see eye to eye with him, he, he's he gotten us the, a, a successful PlayStation 5 launch. And Has he been, has he not been, I mean, we joke about the Gran Turismo thing, right? That's easy. Yeah. And that's, that's, that reeks of like corporate person not reading the room properly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's his most damning event or statement i mean there's been other goofy stuff related to that but um i think overall it's he's just not been we came from like uh shuhei and andrew house and those sort of like a lot more maybe polished but we also got live shows we got live shows where they got feedback and it wasn't you know Mm -hmm. now it's like jim ryan come stand in front of the screen screen where you're you're going to (laughs) introduce foam stars yeah. And he's like, that looks like Splatoon. Who would play that? And they're like, no, you you have to, yeah, stick with the script. We wrote you something. It's Foam yeah. Stars. Oh, we got to play. Is Foam Stars over? I think so. Yeah. Fuck. Did we all miss it or did you guys play it? I played a little bit of it. We talked about doing it. We didn't fucking do it. I just now thought about it since Brant mentioned it to all of us. I only did like the tutorial and I lost track of it. Mm. Oh, well, we'll get back to Foam Stars. Is it going to be free to play? think so maybe hopefully you you didn't miss much (laughs) oh no find out impressions later all right i'll take this news show if i don't fuck it up right i'll take this news article prepared statement this comes from videogameschronicle.com's own chris scullion capcom's president thinks its games should cost more the publisher hasn't yet joined others in charging 70 dollars for new releases uh, this comes according to a report by Nikai Haruhiro Sujimoto was speaking during the Tokyo Game Show about several topics, including the increasing cost of game development. Sujimoto reportedly said that he felt game prices should reflect these increasing costs and that they're currently too cheap 
These games are too damn cheap. Personally, I feel that game prices are too low, Sujimoto reportedly said. Development costs are around 100 times higher than they were in the days of the Famicom. NES. But the price of software hasn't risen so much. There's also a need to raise wages in order to attract talented people. Given that wages are rising across the industry as a whole, I think the option of raising unit prices is a healthy form of business. While some publishers have started charging $70 for the games, Capcom has yet to make this move. The standard editions of, of Street Fighter VI and Resident Evil 4 remake each cost $60 at launch. Capcom also announced last year that it would be raising its employees' base salaries by 30% and introducing a new bonus system more closely tied to the company's business performance. Those are great incentives. What are they struggling with here? Uh, elsewhere in the article, Sujimoto also reportedly said he didn't feel the current economic climate was affecting game sales, saying business confidence and high prices have little to do with the games industry. Just as the recession doesn't stop people from going to the cinema or going to their favorite artist concert, high-quality games will continue to sell well, he said. Even during the Lehman Brothers collapse, games sold well. I'm lost. I'm not an economics major, but I'm lost on that reference. Uh, Capcom stock price hit a new all-time high in May and has broken this record numerous times since then. In its financial res results covering the year ending March 31st, 2023, the Resident Evil publisher said it had sold 41.7 million games during the 12-month period, breaking its record for the most games sold in a business year. This is a hot take of hot takes. I'm not sure exactly what... Uh, the economics are balancing out. What is he exactly getting at here? Are they underpaying people? They just have an incentive program announced. I'm not sure here. Uh, I was reading about this on uh, Twitter earlier. What's their... What, so, their, what is uh, Twitter's take? I'll quickly go over this. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know what's happening. All right. So, I guess it's not broadcast a lot because it's happening only in Japan right now. Today might okay. be the beginning of the end, not only... This is a, it's quoting somebody from Twitter. Today might be the beginning of the end, not only for the anime industry, but Japanese entertainment as a whole, as a new invoice system for Japanese consumption tax comes into effect. Oh. It has been an issue looming for a few months, and despite the devastating consequences it's about to have, few people outside of Japan are talking about it. We would like to we would have liked to report about it earlier ourselves as we have been aware of it for some time, but we wanted to make sure we understand the intricacies and implications of the matter. It's important to know that the invoice system was thought out mainly as a way to regulate employment and freelancing and construction work, but its implementation has been done with complete disregard for other fields. To understand what this new invoice system is about, let's first explain how the Japanese consumption tax works and how it will okay. change for freelancers. Let me see how long this goes. Economics lesson. I don't mind the economics lesson because it's going to make a lot of stuff make sense that touches on our um, right, industry, right. I believe. I just... Uh, under the old system, all goods were taxed at two rates, 8% and 10%. Freelancers and small businesses earning less than 10 million yen could claim tax deductions based on their accounting books rather than issuing invoices. This was essential as it allowed individuals to offset the consumption tax based on their expenses. For example, if a freelancer earned 10 million yen in a year, and but half of that was used to cover various business costs, their taxable income would effectively be reduced to 5 million yen, and they would pay a 10% tax on that reduced amount. That okay. system provided some relief to those struggling to make ends meet. Now, with the new invoice system, individuals must use a qualified invoice to claim deductions, making them taxable entities. This introduces additional com complexity and administrative burdens to artists who don't have the knowledge of or the time to file such documents. They also don't earn enough to hire an accountant who could file it for them. What's worse, if freelancers uh. don't register as taxable entities and don't submit qualified invoices, the companies paying them will be forced to pay the consumption tax again as an expense. 
So it's a it's a whole new financial regulatory tier. Almost like one of our jobs would roll out and make you jump through extra hoops and fill out forms. Uh, this thread's pretty lengthy. There's also a, apparently an animated video on YouTube that goes over it in a pretty simple terms. That's uh, a pretty solid summary. Yeah, I think the only thing they give on there says, given this changes, it's no surprise that two surveys reveal grim reality. 20% of voice actors and 20% of animators believe they will go out of business as a result of the new invoice system. Tapping. Tapping's back. That's me. So that's what they don't say in the article, but I guess that's partly part of it, so... Well, I know a lot of people were upset with the um, the rise in game prices before, but it's always always uh, interesting to see old adverts for for gaming things, and you see things like this. Oh yeah, with inflation, those are like ridiculous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's not just Nintendo stuff for those. Uh, listening i held up a just an old advert for nintendo games so uh from the super nintendo so we got donkey kong country at 79 uh 48 uh killer instinct get your brand new uh killer instinct the nintendo exclusive for a very low price of 87.98 oh uh get your copy of earthbound for $89.98. Uh, Get out your inflation calculator. Uh, and then it was interesting. I saw right here. There's this advert for um, Sega CD titles. And most of them $69.79. But it's stuff like uh, NHL sport, NHL uh, 40 uh, or 94. There we go. Uh 79 bucks. Uh, Sonic CD is 69. Where uh, Lynx, which I guess is a golf game, nice by the the judge of just judging the picture, it's 89.99. God damn! Who made that Lynx game? That's not the it's uh, not the Microsoft Lynx, is it? Oh, we're not playing it. I don't know. The only th- mm, I can't I can't tell. It's it's. Got the Sega Seal. I'm not a Sega Seal official. Just see the Sega Seal. It's made by Virgin Interactive. Virgin Interactive. Wow. So Complete the same people that made the uh, uh, Disney Aladdin or produced the Disney Aladdin. On the, uh, the ROM is on archive.org. There we go. As, Thanks. The challenge should of be. golf. But that's also when the consoles were not very expensive. Because I mean, this is right here—the advert for the Genesis Model Two at ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, go Brent, find find the Model Three. Let's go, Brent. The controllers are like fifteen or twenty dollars back then. They weren't ex- twenty they bucks. Were super expensive. Yeah, twenty dollars for a new controller. And we're you know up to five hundred bucks for the con- uh, for the uh, console. Uh, Fifty, sixty is sixty bucks for a first-party controller. Yeah. Well, they're also, I mean, it's pivoted the other direction where you're paying for the razor and not the razor blades anymore versus mm-hmm. versus the other way around because now you have so many free-to-play games. I mean, my Xbox has turned into a Warzone machine. I don't pay a dollar for Warzone. Well, 
I throw Warzone some money, but <laughs> I don't have to pay. <laughs> do not have to pay to play anything on uh, on Warzone and Xbox. All right, what's next? But speaking of expensive games, how would you uh, like to get one of those expensive games free? Yes, I'm okay with that. What do I have to do, Brent? <laughs> I have to be 18 years of age, it looks like. Yeah, and if you buy a new Sony PS5 and uh, activate an account, uh, this, of course, looks like it is only in the U.S. region. Being 18 years of older, uh, purchase and activate a new PS5 con- uh, console by October 20th. I promise you I read that as new PS5, like new 3DS. New PS5! <laughs> The new PS5. Yeah, I saw you were super excited in the chat this morning. I was like, I'm just going to let it be excited. Because I looked at it, I was like, what the fuck am I looking at? This looks like a regular PS5. Uh, to redeem the oh, offer. Like, new... This looks a little bit shorter. That's the short one they were showing <laughs> off. Surely that's new. Uh, the new owners must activate their PS5 uh, and head to the PlayStation Store on the console where they see uh, where they may see the banner for the offer. Players can choose to claim one of the 12 following games, which must be redeemed by the same date listed above, which was October 20th. So the games you can choose from are Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. No, Brandon, do us JJ. (laughs) Spider-Man. That's much better. I actually want to buy one now. You you just sold it. I'm putting my copy in the console right now. God of War, Ragnarok, boy. Uh, doing a good job. Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Demon Souls, The Last of Us Part One, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Returnal, Uncharted, Legacy of Thieves Collection, and Death Stranding Director's Cut. That's a great lineup for a giveaway. That's excellent. Being able I don't to, think th- there's not a dud in there. No, being able to buy a PS5 brand new and yeah. boot it up and claim one of those games, any yeah. one you choose, it's those, those like you said, it's not a bad game on that list. And not just that, you'll notice you'll be able to tell you're playing PS5. You'll be like, mm-hmm. okay, this I got a next generation console. I can I can tell the difference in these. Those are solid picks. I hadn't read that list until today. Uh, some more sales numbers: forty million this, twenty-five million that. Nah, that'd be alright. Twenty-two point six million this. I don't think I don't, I don't think they'll make that twenty-five million, but that's just me personally. But neither here or there. Uh, they're aiming. Sony's aiming to ship the number that Cesar is mentioning. Sony's aiming to ship twenty-five million PS5 consoles during its current fiscal year, ending in March twenty twenty-four. If achieved, it would beat a twenty-five-year-old console sales record. Set when the original PlayStation shipped 22.6 million units over a 12-month period. I wonder what that 12-month period was. I mean, you look at those games, it's probably uh, way more than what we got now. Yeah. I wonder if it was in the heyday of, like, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy VIII, whatever that window was, like a Spyro game. There's some crash that came out. I wonder if it was, like, one of their blitzes that, or, like, a price cut, you know? Remember the days of the price cut? It was like a competitive fifty dollars, fifty dollars, fifty dollars, and then all of a sudden, yeah, like a hundred, hundred dollar systems. Yeah, remember because Sony was the one of the first ones. It's like, all right, they set you know those price limits on their games instead of doing like uh, the yeah. Wild West. They were the first ones. Yep. And that was a big thing too with uh, ordering those discs over the cartridges. You had to place the order for. 
20,000 or whatever the minimum cartridge limit Nintendo set. And then you mm-hmm. had to wait six months and interest may have waned in your game. And Sony can turn out 10,000 PS1 copies in a week. We'll turn it around for a week and get you more copies of cool borders or whatever it is out on the market. All right. I looked it up for you, Richard. It says physical year 1998. Okay. That's probably Metal Gear Solid and what a Tomba game. Not Legend of Dragoon yet. Final Fantasy VIII. But I'm sure Final F- copies of Final Fantasy VII are still selling PS1s in 1998. I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, God. There's actual. What it says annual report 1998 on the Sony website. Damn. Dang. Deep dive. Best-selling software. It's going to be like uh, NFL Game Day <laughs> 97. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Now it's just. Uh, you'd be surprised what's in here. The world's oldest computer connected to a zip drive. The world's largest zip drive. That's weird. Mm. Was there ever uh, a camcorders? None, none of the dev consoles or anything had zip drives, did they? Richard, you'd be pleased. They have a home entertainment uh, theater system, and it features a CRT t- television. As I bet it's an XBR. It's a Trinitron XBR, isn't it? Uh, it's a 32-inch high-vision model. High-vision. Uh, lineup of Wega home used color TVs in Japan. They were doing Wegas in 98? Yep. Yep. Okay. All right, now we're in the PlayStation part, blah, blah, blah. Something new. No, I'll go back to the CRTs. People come for the CRT <laughs> chat. Men in, Men in Black's on here. All right, da-da-da. Renee says, uh, for Richard, are you okay paying a, a full price for a shorter game? Yes. No issues I'd... there, Renee. The experiences could be two hours, could be 40 hours. Cost doesn't oh an issue renee oh renee you should know this podcast he we none of us have played uh maybe brand maybe played it but none of us who played assassin's creed odyssey since it takes 250 hours oh a week. my gosh i didn't even <laughs> i i lost hope and even fired it up i was like i'm not doing this if i okay so on that argument if i'm paid uh, if i'm faced with 60 dollars for a 250 hour experience or 60 dollars for uh what are they saying this one is like 15 or 20 I think 15 to 20 is what they yep. said yeah P- yes please give me that one i'll pay 60 dollars happily for the shorter one that's a streamlined Linear. I think that's what helped me get further, way further in Final Fantasy 16 than any of the recent new ones. Even if it's eighty dollars, what's eighty dollars that I may be paying? Short. Oh. I mean, people said this about the order. Renee, did you? We talked about the order earlier in the show. Do you remember the order 1886? Uh, it was a super hype PS4 title. People were saying it, it didn't. It was so linear that it didn't. It wasn't worth the cost of the game when it came out. And I, all of us disagreed with that. We all loved it. Yeah. That's our platinum. Didn't like three days. Yep. All right, Richard, you ready? I got you, buddy. Let's go. Trinitron. Uh, XBR. No, no. Oh, that's right. It's a Vega. Nineteen ninety-eight top games for the physical year. Uh, number one was, uh, believe it or not, Tekken Three. Good uh, ass game. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Street Fighter Alpha Three. I'm going down. Crash Bandicoot Warped. Yeah. Xeno Gears. Odd World. Uh, Which NFL- the second one? Abe's uh, Exodus. Abe Doc, Exodus. Uh, NFL Blitz. On PlayStation was the number eight game of 98? Yeah, I'm just going down the list here. Yeah, so... Uh, it's all PlayStations. Uh, NBA Live, Retracer Type 4. Oh, these are all bang. Every single one of these is a good-ass <laughs> game. Need for Speed, <laughs> 3, Hot Pursuit, FIFA 99. I bet there was a price drop that coincided. I bet you could get a PlayStation in 98 for, what, either 129 or 99 we think? Yeah, they also had Gran Turismo that year. 
Oh, yeah. So this is, these are system sellers. This is an instant yeah. library. Then they had their greatest hits games. What were 20 bucks at this point, yes. I think? Yeah. Man, when I when I when we got our first PlayStation, it was late in its uh, life cycle, and we got so many greatest hits games because they were available everywhere. Like we were talking about them, printing them and sending them. Every Walmart or every Target had multiple copies of Final Fantasy VII and Legend of Dragoon and God. Crash Bandicoot. Anything you Gran Turismo, you could you had instant access to that library for I'm cheap. Look, I'm looking at this release calendar on Wikipedia. You, what you know? What game? Not for PlayStation. You know what game that came out on uh, on January. 29th, 2008. 2008? Yeah. No clue. Panzer Dragoon Saga. 98. 98. 98. I got messed up with the 2008. Yeah. I mean, well, it sold 10,000 total in USA. Was that the Andromeda release in Japan? Team Andromeda? Yeah. Looking. I mean, I'm still 98 right here. I mean, Xenogears came out in February. Gex entered the Gecko was in February. Burning Tallest Rangers. Girl said 1998 was such a great year. Burning Rangers was also in 98 in February. Tenchu was in was the last February. Gasp. Tenchu. X-Men vs. Street Fighter. Uh, it's a lot of games. Tekken 3, Parasite Eve, Blasto. Oh, Blasto with, uh, with Phil Spector. Or Phil... Hartman. Hartman, not Phil Spector. Uh, Famous Phil's for 400. King of Fighters 97. Is that a good King of Fighters? Yeah, they're they're all, I like them all. They're all good. None, none of them really stand out as stinkers. I, yeah, that's only up to June. I mean, when you get down to the end of the year, then you have the Tekken 3. You know that's old like gangbusters. Wasn't Sony pretty good about making those greatest hits like really quickly too, like 8 or 9 months? Yeah, I think it was uh, like Damn, up Brant to a like year. for Vita. Holy shit. <laughs> that is a deep cut, Brant. You, he said it, and I'm like, wait God a minute, damn. don't I have that over here? And that I is do. a deep cut, Brant. But yeah, it's like, uh, there's a lot of shit, man. Tomb Raider 3 came out that November that year. I mean, you also had uh, Arcana of Time came out November that year. It's a lot of yeah. stuff. Uh, This is always on the greatest year of games list. Up there were 2008, ironically. Richard's favorite, uh, Turok 2, Seas of Evil. Medieval also came out in October. Shit. Another good one. Should stream some of that remake. It's a good spooky game, right? Sir yeah. Dan, Sir Daniel even, Fortescue. I got like eighty-five different ways of playing oh it now. Yeah. Suey Coden came out in September. Oh. Holy shit! Mine still has the mine still has the plastic on it, and I you can tell I got it for oh, five your, bucks. On your clearance. clearance one, and then they gave it to us, right? Don't we have we all have a digital copy now? Uh, maybe I think so. I had I to support so. it. That was a Mike Micah joint. I had to support it when it came out. I was very excited about that. I got the PSP one when it came out, too. All right, next up. Cesar, thanks for doing the Lord's work and doing that research. Hey, man, I brought back your CRTs. It was in there, man. <laughs> it, it well, was, my, I, sh- my, I should send you the photos. Uh, you would you would uh, shed a tear. It's my like mind's kind of blown about the Vega. Was it a flat uh, screen? It's just a like it looks like a twenty seven inch Vega and it's like a, on a on a huge uh, TV stand and it's like big ass speaker in the left, big ass speaker in the right, sub in the right, back hand corner. It's like whatever you would imagine a nineteen ninety eight uh, home theater setup would be that was affordable at the time. That was good imaging. Oh, I'm looking at some I'm looking at something similar. <laughs> it was a, but it it was a curved it was a curved screen or it was a flat panel. I think all I mean it was so it was it was so in like Way back in the in the distance, I I, I, I got you. I, got yeah, you. I was trying to based off what I read on there. It didn't say curves, so I'm assuming it's not. 
I would imagine they would have pointed out it's curved. Cesar's not a big deal. I don't need all the details, but just describe the TV to me. I'll just, to, I'll just send you the 90, 1998 financial report. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Then you, can, then you can take a long bathroom break in there. There you go. That's important stuff. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's good reading material. <laughs> no, Richard, why'd you print it out? Why are there stacks of papers in here? This is not toilet paper. I mean, it, it was everything like everything Sony did in '98 was in there. It had like Men in Black. It had like Celine Dion was the best-selling CD they had in '98 for their artists. It was like a whole bunch of stuff in there. It checks out. Brent was three, four. Uh, not, even, <laughs> not even born yet. These are formative media years for yeah. Brent. Too. I'm just giving him a hard time. He's the baby. Uh, speaking of babies, this is a. Article from Tom Ivan at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Epic says Fall Guys remains a priority at Mediatonic after reports of widespread layoffs. The UK studio was reportedly a major casualty of wider job cuts at Epic Games. So the lead there is layoffs at Epic Games. Fortnite maker Epic confirmed on Thursday it planned to lay off about 830 employees or 16% of its total workforce. That's horrible. Yeah. Uh, Mediatonic, which was acquired by Epic in 2021 and employed some 300 developers, quote, was hit very hard, end quote, by the layoffs, according to Bloomberg's Jason Trier, who broke the news of mascots at Epic ahead of the company's official announcement. Some reports initially claimed that the entire Mediatonic team was being laid off, but Epic denied this in a statement to VGC. This is false, a spokesperson said. Mediatonic's work on Fall Guys continues to be a company priority. Probably because it's a big moneymaker. The wider job cuts at Epic were announced in a memo to staff from CEO Tim Sweeney, who claimed that they would financially stabilize the business. I'm sure he's not worried about his financial stability. Quote, for a while now, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse-inspired ecosystem for creators. He said, I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing. And this is a lower margin business than we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. I didn't know it had cooled off like this. I hadn't. There hadn't been many Fortnite stories recently. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Epic folks around the world have been making ongoing efforts to reduce costs, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operating spending. I think it's a typo in the story. Operating spend. Maybe it's just operating spend. Cutting operating spend on things like marketing and events, but we still ended up with far short, still ended up far short of financial sustainability. We concluded the layoffs are the only way and that doing them now and on the scale will stabilize our finances. Tim Sweeney, how much are you docking your pay during these layoffs? 830 employees. That's a lot. That sucks. That sucks. And I've seen various accounts like... Um, there's an Unreal Engine engineer that I follow on Twitter that was like, hey, I'm one of the people. I was like, wow, nobody is uh, safe from the the scythe, Tim Sweeney. There's, there's something very odd going on in the gaming industry right now. Uh, I mean, the, the cost to produce a lot of these games are up. The demand for them to do well is very high. And so many games ship broken these days, and it's like a fix-it-later mentality. And we've seen, just within the past few months, uh, Embracer Group has had a massive layoffs. 
Um, they killed Volition after also, 30 years. Also, another company that went on a spending spree a couple of years ago and purchased yeah. everybody they can get their hands on. I mean, we see people, we've seen a lot of people leaving a lot of different companies. Um, I didn't put it in the news, but uh, Team 17 is reportedly um, planning significant job losses, and their uh, CEO is apparently set to leave as well. Um, The KOTOR remake is another thing I didn't put in the news, because it's... They said Not, that was a music licensing thing potentially. So the with Kotor, it's you know it's a, a big anticipated remake that's kind of been in limbo. They said it was in development hell, and then it switched developers, and then all of a sudden Sony started pulling everything, any imaging, any references, trailers, anything off the Sony website, and both basically Disney and Sony are doing the Spider-Man pointing thing at each other. Because oh, of course, Disney's like, oh, well, we don't know. Ask Sony about that. And Sony says, uh, yeah, we when music licensing runs out, we can't uh, have those things up. So that means you can't even reference something anymore or I, it's. Yeah. All these shifts in the industries. And, yeah. Uh, uh, ways games are being made and completed or early accessed or mm-hmm. DLC to death. And then you got Tezuka shipping another Mario game and he's been doing it for 40 years. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo is on another level. They're yeah. totally different than any other player in the industry just about. And and here we have Epic saying Fortnite, which is this giant juggernaut of a game. That has yeah. been going gangbusters for them for forever. And what is, is basically, the creator content? Does anybody know what the Oh, that's just you know, spending money with creators. Like, you know, they have like in game concerts and uh, gotcha. brand deals and they always have crossovers going on. Everything from they've had Master Chief in there, they've had Kratos in there, they've had um the anime crossovers, they've had Anime car, anime girl car, <laughs> the ultimate they've, crossover. They've had Marvel crossovers, Star Wars crossovers. They, they've they've done all sorts of stuff in Fortnite, and that has basically been the the model for all these other companies. Like they're like, hey, that's that's everybody. We got to jump on. We got to do something like this. And now, you know, we've now started to see all these live service games come and evaporate um and what's funny is sony's jumping on there like it's an nft now we're already at the end of the game let's go sony's at sony's (laughs) here at the tail end where we're seeing all these constant um stream of these live service games just immediately go out of service um uh what's what was the one with ea the dodgeball game uh babylon's fall um Sega just canceled Hyenas and it didn't even release yeah. as as well as a couple other um, unannounced Anthem? games. Anthem's uh, not playable anymore, right? But that was more of a hybrid scenario. So Lawbreakers, <laughs> Lawbreakers. There's yeah. So we're but, we, 
it, Sony it, stuff is going to be quality, right? That's what we're all thinking. We like, hope. It's going to be the return of this, or it's going to be this. It's going to be Bungie's next thing. It's going to be so calm, maybe. It's going to be is going to be what that community is looking for in that type of service game instead of just some blanket uh Nicki Minaj is in this and now Master Chief is in this. Well heck, even Sony, what was what was the one that came out that people the Demolition Car game Destruction All-Stars Destruction All-Stars. There you is go. Is that gone? It's not gone yet, but I mean, heck. I mean, shit, we could probably they could have just put the PS1 game out there and made it backwards compatible. <laughs> I would have played that more. Yeah, we could have physical copy of that Destruction All Stars. So we could probably see sealed. that. We could probably see that you know delisted or because I mean that was uh, one of those that's it's all online and yeah, it's I, I got I, it never I, really caught on. I got a feeling that they're gonna like cancel a lot of these live service games and just blame it on Jim Ryan. You think so? I mean, if you look at the Euro Gamer, I think I read an article from them. I think they said could. It said Sony's. Uh, here it goes. Let me pull it real quick. Uh, yeah, this is important. This was like earlier today, or yeah, uh, September 30th. Sony's live service pivot may not pay off the way Jim Ryan had once hoped, says in- industry insider. Insiders are worried about the company's lack of coherent vision with it. And it says Sony's reportedly uncomfortable about going uh, about ongoing outgoing PlayStation boss Jim Ryan's pivot to games as a service. So I gotta. Guy, this is, I guess, this was part of uh, Jason Schreier's uh, Bloomberg article. If we would have paid for it, yeah. but how quickly do those changes go into effect? They said, they said this. The, uh, according to Jason, who reported yesterday that even Bungie's expertise has not yet been able to turn PlayStation Studios into a service game factory. What does and, that mean, though? Internally, like we don't know yet. We don't know what that thing is. Well, that again goes back to we have all these ballooning costs. Like even something like the remake for. Um, just to go back to it, uh, the Saints Row remake. I mean, millions and millions of dollars, and any of these AAA games, we've been told they take seven, eight, nine plus years down the line. So it's so crazy. I mean, even he, even something with like the Suicide Squad. I hate game. that the Suicide Squad game. Every time I see something from it, I kind of cringe, and I'm like, it just kind of looks. Dated. I, what were they doing? But honestly, hey, seven, eight, nine years ago, it probably the concept and everything was pretty fresh, and they were trying to hop on the live service stuff just like everybody else was, and it made it probably made sense. But now yeah. it's like, hey, it, it 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 doesn't fit. Yeah, Richard, answer your question. It says uh, Sony announced back in April 2022 that it would launch more than 10 new live service games over the next four years. So I guess they had themselves by April 2026. Mm. They would Oof. have 10 live service games. Are some of these out? And we just we're not counting them, really? None of, none none of them, them are them? out. None, none, of them. Of, none of them since the Bungie purchase is why they bought Bungie for $3.6 billion, So Mag 2. SOCOM 5. Well, they were supposed to be doing whatever with Last of Us, and they came in and that factions thing. Or whatever yeah, they was. they they cringed at that, shut it down, and they were like, "Yeah, we we need to move and redo some of this because remake." Now we're just gonna remake the second Last of Us. Yeah. Does Bungie count? Uh, Bungie. Does Marathon count as that Bungie umbrella? Or is uh, that yeah? That's multi-platform, right? Isn't that coming to everything? I don't think Sony cares. I just want live service games. Yeah. And most of their live services, I mean, it's going to come to, of course, PS5, but they will 
most likely put it on PC because hey, money. So. Hey, money. I mean, the, no, the most important thing is the yeah, player base. You don't want everybody just on PlayStation. Like, oh, you're playing this shit. There's nobody online. No. Uh, Sly says, I hate to say this, but by the time PlayStation gets good into live service, the industry would have moved on to something else. Exactly. NFTs. What is that? What is that, though? NFTs. It takes NFTs. so long for that stuff NFTs. to turn. <laughs> I mean, until that thing comes out and just sweeps everybody away, like it, it was going to be Dark Souls type games, right? Yeah. Then it was going to be Breath of the Wild clones and it would be single player experiences. And they still, I mean, that's still kind of the bread and butter as far as. I took down that list of the free games that you could get, but a bunch of those were single player experiences and that's bringing you into that ecosystem. That's what they're known for. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think Sly might be onto something, but I don't know. What does that pivot to? There's no successor to that yet. It's still those that still rules the outside of those single player experiences, which they're already knocking out, right? That's not a weakness in their, in their, portfolio currently it's whatever these live service events are i'm curious i want to see what it is loving some more zone it's always fresh it's always something new but in 2026 will you still feel that way i don't maybe, know maybe i'll be maybe playing maybe old not. games maybe i'll be playing old games now that jim ryan wants gone. to maybe. play those old live uh, live service games yeah i still it, it still is crazy to me that i could pop an original xbox game into that series x and get a downloadable version of that old ass game. I would love to be able to yeah. do that with a mag or a Warhawk or I mean, don't even go back past PS3, but give us like PS3 forward. It would just be a super cool thing. A, a good, good, goodwill thing. But I, again, that's kind of the, a feature that like the loser rolls out, right? We don't have to do that. We're not getting our asses handed to us. We're, we're the market leader. We get to decide where gaming's going. We'll see. I'm curious. I'm glad Jim Ryan's going to be around to see the launch of the new PSP brand before he leaves. Yeah. Before he rides into the sunset, new PSP. Akira. I don't know who's watching, but take PSP, it. PSP take, may have been purchased. <laughs> I take it back if it's if it's uh, if that was a Jim Ryan decision. I hate Jim. Ryan. Damn. <laughs> I mean, oh, Brant turned on him so fast. If that's I mean, his if that's his brain, baby. No. I know, I know. Me and Richard were looking on Twitter. I mean, they sold out in Japan. They did. did. I saw. Yeah. I did not see that. Yeah. They oh, sold out I in saw. Japan. They're tiered here. It's like GameStop. You got to be a pro member to get through there. I'm thinking they didn't. I'm, I'm thinking they didn't make that many. There's no way. Probably. That's not. what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're. I think Sony. I mean, Sony makes good hardware, man. I'm happy to buy Sony hardware every time. But um. So this this was a new Vita style thing, and Jim Ryan came along, Brent, and said, "No, get. The, oh. We got to make it cheaper." Take the OLED out, take the take the storage, take the the cards that you had developed to play these games. Take, <laughs> take it the, out. Take the ability to download PS4 games under and play it like a yep. Steam a la Steam Deck. Yep. Cancel the adapter <laughs> that you were gonna uh, release with USB C connection for the front of the PS5 to play these same games on your PS5. <laughs> Get rid of that. Brant might like that too. No. Take out the take take, <laughs> no. take out the Bluetooth uh, adapter so you can't use uh, headphones. You got to plug it in 2.5 millimeter. <laughs> Jump <laughs> or buy buy our proprietary headphones. Hey man, don't get upset. Get some good earbuds for fifteen dollars and plug them in there. You're listening to some now. You got some now, right now. You're listening. We all have wired connections. Yep. Way God intended. 
not the new PSP. <laughs> I'm going to call it the PSP. Version. It's the PSP, man. It's bullshit. But it's <laughs> not PSP. the PSP. It's not your PSP, but Facebook had a portal too, right? Then they then they also yeah. canceled their their portal hardware piece. It's the Probably. last portal standing. You'll wait for what? They're Play somebody back. else's. Yeah, they're not going back. Or the OLED. All right, somebody tell me about these PlayStation Plus games. What am I getting for my dough? Even though I just bought one of these from GameFly. Well, speaking of failing games. Uh, oh God. No, um, a game that Cesar definitely, at least initially, uh, supports and Ooh. says it's a good game, but uh, then don't play the DLC. I, I just want to, uh, I just want to let Sly and Renee know that the Callisto Protocol ending DLC where it finishes the story is equivalent to fucking Dead Space Three. It's garbage. It's bullshit. Oof. It's bullshit. It's garbage. Damning claim. But I, I never Callisto Protocol. I want, I want to wipe this game off my. <laughs> My PlayStation never like I never played it. Fuck this game. Dang. Just because of the DLC, so we're good with the base game, right? Which is what you get with PlayStation. It Plus. didn't finish. It didn't finish the story. It just cuts off, and then I I played that fucking bullshit. And it's fuck this game, man. I don't want to talk about. It. I'm pissed. So you so, don't recommend uh, it to anybody. One eighty. Nah. That's why it's free. Uh, it's garbage. Callisto Protocol. Wow. That's For- why it's free because it's garbage. <laughs> PS4 and PS5. Okay. Will be available. October 3rd until Monday, November 6th. So the day of uh, the podcast going up to yep. the day after Daylight Savings Time begins, ends, whatever oh, the... God. I hate it. We're about the, to fall the back. glory hours. Oh, glory hours. Glory days. I mean, I like the one hour sleep, but I hate the freaking dark at five o'clock in the yeah. evening. Man, I, I wake up shit. I wake up the dark and I go home to the dark. It's the greatest time. It sucks. Get out <laughs> of here. Well, with your extra hour in the day, what else are you going to do but Farming Simulator 22 yeah, for PS4 just, and PS5? That's the whole new, reason for daylight savings for yeah, the farmers. You can use the light from your new PSP to light the way. And it's <laughs> <laughs> not an OLED screen. So it'll, it'll be a lot more dim. Yeah, just go, just go around and like, oh, I can go the hallway now. This PSP is pretty, pretty useful. <laughs> It's not good for anything else. <laughs> I have to use it to light the hallway. It's my, oh, my game. Oh, and then you go on that. Oh, my game. Just back and forth. And your Callisto last Protocol game. is not going to light itself. Your last game uh, for your PlayStation Essentials uh, is Weird West for PS4 and PS5. This is not the one we've been threatening to stream, right? No, that's the. I don't think so. Evil West. Evil West. I just think of Wild West. I don't know what's happening with West. <laughs> Hey, we uh, talked Wild about the Wild West. Wild West game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the canceled PlayStation port. It's only for PC. All right. They also remind you it's your last chance to download September's games. Saints Row, Black Desert, and Generation Zero. By the time you hear this, if you're not on the stream with us now, those games, those are, games gone. are gone. Forever. Forever. Has anyone tried the trial of the the new not FIFA FC twenty four? It's like a ten not. hour trial. I'm tempted. I want to see what that looks like. I haven't been interested in a FIFA since the Switch one, and then I played on Switch, man. I play. I heard it. Uh, What's it? Thirty frames per second is the only bad thing about it. They said. It's and the console frame. ones are sixty. I think. A sports title at 30 frames is not horrible. If it's a rock-solid 30, you're not doing a whole lot of shit with the camera. Mm. It's pretty static. 
Static camera. I don't know. And what, what does it run like on Steam Deck? I don't that's, know. That, that's, that's the real question. Is there a demo for that? If you get that EA Play, and now we're talking, I didn't even think of this. If you get that EA Play for PC, does that also work for Steam Trials and stuff? Well, if it's available for PC, you can get it for Steam Deck, right? I think you got a backdoor in there or something like that. Oh, great. Oh, because uh, EA has, still has the weird pop-up, right? Like, they've got the DRM stuff that you yeah, have to... Yeah, like EA Play, I think that's what their their bullshit is. Because they relaunched... They got rid of... No, they didn't... I don't know what's going on with EA. They, Origin. They had, they had Origin, and they yeah, came back they have with a EA Play that's compatible with uh, Game Pass. So they got two different ones. It's weird. But probably not Steam Deck. Probably not. Maybe. All right. I don't know. You know, while you, while you talk, I'll look up on Steam. Let's see what happens. All right, we're an hour and 20 in. If this is still recording, it still says it is. Kind of nervous. No. Are we bad? We'll just pull it off of Twitch, though. I guess I can encode it from there. Uh, not many games played for me this week outside of an epic, what, three and a half hour Warzone Ooh, stream. Richard, this game is unsupported on Steam Deck because anti-cheat. Fuck that shit. Yeah, classic. Thank you, EA. You're the best. Yeah. Might have been tempted to at least download a demo and potentially purchase for Steam Deck, but... You had to go and do that. So the three of us and friend of the show and OG no podcast cohort Russell uh, played three and a half hours of Warzone. Uh, I don't know. That's generous. That sounds like four to maybe close to five. I know we streamed four hours, I think. So if I'm yeah. saying we got two wins, we're not going to be like two wins in four hours. We're going to do two wins in three hours and 33 minutes and 33 seconds. That way it's a decent-ish one win per hour and 45 minutes. Is that what that breaks down to? Yes. And we won. Yeah. We won after maybe four or five drops. How did that one end? Is that the water one? Is that the one where I went off in the water? Or is that the last round? <sighs> the last round was the one where the last the round was the water. The rooftop. rooftop. Yep. It was the water round. Out. And that win, I had I had 11 kills in the water. <laughs> I went, for some reason, everybody was in the water. I went we had, freaking off. I think we had total 21 kills for that whole round. 21 as a team. Yeah. yeah. 21 as a team. You did more than a whole team combined. We had 10 together. You had 11. I We were in the – so we – that was our Radaway run, right? I call it the Radaway after yeah. a mission in, in uh, Oblivion, in Skyrim. You have to go find this guy in like this – sewer area where water's flowing next to you and there's there's some canal areas in Vondel that look very very close to are you just they're laughing at frozen Cesar? they're tunnel people they're <laughs> <laughs> we died that run but we did uh that was our that was our push though almost like we do the canal runs on the other yeah. map yeah and as i killed this guy we were in this crazy shootout brant that was classic yeah, we we somebody killed this guy. I don't know that it was particularly me. I just heard him. I was close <laughs> to him, and he's trying to call out to his other teammates as he died. But he was like, "They're tunnel people!" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this panic yell of <laughs> where we were or what we, what we were doing. I don't know. They're tunnel tunnel people. Oh man, it was freaking great. Yeah, but I've got a custom loadout, and I get two. Is it two F tacks? I think that come in that it's called the swarm. I think I unlocked that gun skin, but there are two rapid shooting pistols. It's like, it just shoots crazy. 
And if you get the jump on somebody, like they're not knifing you or behind you, it's pretty much an instant kill if you if you can go off on them. Uh, so we ended up. That's yeah, Cesar. I was watching that video. That's one where you got knifed. And then our second win, I think Russell and I were alive at the end, and we were debating on who's going to be the bait. We did that with the first one. I think I'm combining the water. The water run was that last one too. And not the tunnel people. The tunnel people was earlier <laughs> in the day. Oh, but it was uh, Russell and I were the only ones left. We had run into this building and we could hear them shooting a- ahead of us. So it was like we're doing paper, rock, scissors to see who's going to be the bait and run out there. And I threw a decoy out. And I think the decoy at least took some hits because I ran past the decoy and he was shooting at me. And I turned around and was shooting at him. But Russell had ran out a little bit farther as we separated. And then, uh, Russell got the final kill on him. So pff, he was up there on the rooftop. How did the first one end? I have a clip of that too. I don't know. We might not be able to recount the first win. I don't remember either. We played three and a half hours. So it's like yeah. I'm scrambling to figure out. <laughs> scrambling to figure out which one was which. But the damn tunnel people was pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun, man. And we had, we had another couple close calls and. It's fun when they're competitive and and you at least get a good run. Like if we come in second, third, fourth, and it's it's a good push and maybe we get outplayed or outgunned or something, that's one thing, or outstrategied. Um we got a second place today. Me, Cesar, and Russell were able to get in a couple rounds. And we came in second, and I had just died trying to get out of the gas as the it's the circle's moving, it's the next to last circle. And they're they're set up out. They knew exactly where we were. They killed me on the other side of the gate. Russell had only one place to go through the gate. He had no mask, and they were on each side of that gate. And that was just that was just it. So even though I like called it out a little late, there was nowhere for him to go. He could have tried to go up and over behind somebody, but it seems like we more than anybody else get caught in animations. Like I got caught in a door today, and co- I got killed in the door, just like stuck. And then people can like vault over fences and stuff. And it seems like whenever I do that, I'm stuck in the animation of like then taking out my gun. Or if I get out of the gas, it takes me eight seconds longer to take off the gas mask and get my gun out. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I'm stuck in this animation. I heard Cesar die Saturday night. He's like, no, I'm reloading. I'm always reloading. I was like, that's Fuck me, that, man. man. That's me every time in war zones. Like, I, I mean, it's literally I, I, pointed at the, I, I pointed at the guy and it just like I pulls away and he's like, oh, let me reload my clip as the guy just guns me down. It's like, OK, yeah, uh, we had a we had a good trap in the castle at uh, at a, a couple of rounds earlier today. Uh, so spawn is the new like this season's DLC stuff and the, the spawn stuff looks amazing. Yeah, even the John Leguizamo clown. Yeah, that's who that was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um it was literally all of them. It was like the soldier spawn before he became spawn. It was like the full blown spawn with the cape and everything. And the, um, was that neck piece, like the cowl and all. And, and then, then uh, the clown Russell's, uh, Russell's Groot, which is Gaia. Oh yeah. Groot. It's like four Groots. That's all I kept saying. <laughs> Cause it seems to move faster. It's like this Groot hauling ass at you and it's like glittery and green and there's smoke coming off of it and shit. Oh, it was madness. But we we had a couple shootouts with them, and they came back. I think they eventually took the castle from us, and then we took off and took the battle somewhere else. But Warzone continues to be amazing. Uh, But those are my games played for this past week. All right. Uh, I didn't play much either. I think 
I did play Cocoon, even though we joked about it many times. Um, and that's, uh, I think it's on Game Pass. I think it's also on PlayStation, PS5, and I don't know if it's on Switch or not. Grant, you know? Which one? Cocoon. I don't know. Oh, I know it's a movie that came out in 1985. Every time I look it up, it always tells me that's what it is. Uh, it's made by the, I think, the lead gameplay designer of uh, Inside and um, Limbo. Um, I think I put like two or three hours into it. I'm not like halfway through it. It's one of those, uh, it reminds me more of like Journey versus anything else. Because it's a uh, play protagonist that looks like a character that could have came from Bugs Life or Ants. Uh, choose your bug-based movies uh, that came out in the 90s. Um, and then you start on this... Uh, t- to test it was it to test terry can't ever say that word on there uh where you're in this world where you have to do puzzles like you have to carry around this orb and unlock different areas of the map and it's interesting because like you go into this world and then you jump out of it and you go into a more a more like steampunkish world it looks like a bug base mixed with machines it's like 1980s like every almost every sci-fi 1980s movie that came out, it's like the they use like the homage to. Mm. So as you as you go through, you play the silent protagonist who carries around this orb, and you drop it down, and you basically get these different powers. Like one, there's like a little bug flying around, following you, and then you get another orb, and then you have to take the, the orb with this world and bring it into this other world, and then it gives you more abilities to unlock more of these puzzles, and then you have fight these bosses. I think I've came across two of them and I, there's a third one i just got introduced to and then the bosses are like uh different bug-based creatures and there's no dialogue or there's no story in this game it's like like i said it's like journey or limbo or inside it's like a, you see this world and you have to build the story from what you see around it uh and so the boss battles are the same true method of like three and out so like you have to beat them three times by doing three different attacks and the shitty thing is, like, if you get hit once, it kicks you out the world, and you got to start from scratch every time. So there's no life bars, there's no lives or anything like that. So, like, you could be close to beating that boss, and he hits you. You're thrown out, and you got to start from the very beginning of the fight. So you got to follow that pattern and get him on there three times. So, uh, what I, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty addictive. I, I, I do like the puzzle-based gameplay. So, I mean, like, there's other warriors where you carry an orb, and it, it good. Com- completes the, the bridge and go across, and you... There's, it, there's different aspects of the game, so like I said, like I said, you're just you're just carrying around this orb. I don't know what the story's going to bring at the end. You just kind of kind of follow it until you get there and figure out what's going on. Uh, and that's a cocoon. I think I'm playing on the Game Pass right now. As I was joking with Richard, and I was playing cocoon while watching cocoon. <laughs> uh, that's the only way. That's the only that's, way to get the full story. It's true life, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you met uh, Wolfer Brimley yet? Uh not yet. I'll know because he'll uh, talk about your uh, diabetes thing. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Singled out. I mean, he was like the, the spokesperson. He was the spokesperson for it, right? Is that how it all started? Yeah. And it yes, did, he's like, our, runaway, he's our, yes, he's our, yes, he's our chosen runaway joke. He's our chosen representative of yeah. Diabetes. I think most people just remember because the Family Guy bit. That's it. That's like that bit where they just kind of like have him just talking about yeah. it nonstop. I just remember growing up with the commercials of him. He was the yeah. manager in the ba- there's a baseball movie called, called The Natural with Robert Redford and he's the manager in that. Like I always knew him as as that character. 
He looked old as hell in that one. He only died like a couple of years ago. I mean, who was in Cocoon? Was it Steve Gutenberg? Wasn't that? I haven't seen Cocoon in a long, long time. I just remember they were in like a swimming pool, like at a hotel. I think Steve Gutenberg was the one that fell, fell in love with like one of the aliens and shit. I think that was the part where I... <laughs> it was out there, man. I was into I, alien I, flicks, but I think I was too young to comprehend what was happening. I think I was out after that. Uh, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Um, well, Wilford Brimley was younger playing an older character. There's that Wilford Brimley line on oh, Twitter. Like, I look, I look up. He's in there. Shit. Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Who's that movie by? Is that like a... Um, Ron Howard flick or something? Directed by Ron Howard. Uh, yeah. Robert Zemeckis turned it down originally. He was originally the first one. That is Zemeckis-esque of that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a Ron Howard flick. Uh, Brent might know. I don't know how big of a fan uh, Brent is of the, the VTubers, but uh, I got suckered into watching Suika Gameu on youtube and then i went on the switch shop and downloaded and started playing it's uh i think it's translated to the watermelon game suica the watermelon game and it's like a fucking tetris game where you line up these fruits and your goal is to make them to watermelon and two watermelons cancel each other out so you start with a (laughs) cherry two cherries make a strawberry or two cherries make an ichigo two ichigos make a Hmm. weird tangerine and two tangerines make an orange Two oranges make a melon. You have to go all the way up to the watermelon. It's like it slowly fills up this little bucket. And then when you hit up to the very top, like Tetris-like, then you lose. And so your goal, I think, like the whole thing online, everyone's oh. trying to get to like score level 3,000 or something like that. So I was like, I can never, I think I can't even get past 2,000. It's like, the, it's like it's, it's like Tetris. So you got like, it, it's one of those weird like Bejeweled, I mean, it's like Bejeweled Tetris. Like when they ever yeah. lands in there. Or you have Puyo to let it, or something like that. But it's weird because it, like it, it uses the whole bucket. So you have to let it yeah. settle. So like it'll go all the way down in this corner. And if he goes in the wrong corner, you're fucked. So it's like when you're trying to combine fruits, it's like it's a game of chance and skill. Yeah, the the Mrs. Place ha- or has played something like that where it is. It does. It's It's a like a box area that you get to select things in but it's cats so it's like these tiny little like black and white cats and you have to like combine them and then it might make a a bigger calico and then you have to like match (laughs) that how it works and (laughs) and they basically you match the smaller things and the things get bigger and it fills up that space more and you have to keep matching them and then once you get the biggest ones and they touch that they go away yeah but while that happens, more keep coming in to your playing field and stacking up. So you've got to keep like trying to match them, and it's it's an interesting concept. I haven't seen the fruit one yet. Yeah, the Suica one uh, is the it's, uh, for whatever reason it just blew up online all of a sudden. The game came out like a year ago or something. Like that. I found it on Switch. I had to, I had to go to the Japanese store and download. I didn't see it uh, an English version. There might be one hmm. on the phone. It, is it part of a series? It's just a random game somebody just dropped on. It's like it was only like two hundred yen, which is like like a dollar fifty. So it was like uh, it it's not very expensive, but it's it's pretty addictive. When I went through, I was like, shit, this is, like I was sat there for like a 30, 40 minutes. And I was like, just fucking around trying to make a uh, suica in there. Is it licensed but, uh, or is it just uh, like generic fruit sprites and stuff? It's it's a very basic game. It just you got a wheel down here that shows uh the the growth of the fruit and what you get on there and what your next fruit's gonna be and your high score and your ranking online. That's it. That's it. It's a, it's a very basic game. Uh, 
it's not bad. I mean, I, 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 I got suckered into it. I was like, I didn't understand. I was like, eh, let me fuck around with it. I like I, the I, sound I, of it. Because usually you're just trying to get shit to disappear. It's not to add to something else and increase that. Yeah, two, that, two of That line score or whatever. Yeah, two of every lot. Because I think it was cherry, strawberry, grapes. Then the grape is a tangerine, then orange. And then melon. And I think the two melons go into – there's like an apple. And then it's a melon. And then it goes – the two melons make a watermelon. And he tried to make two watermelons to clear it out. But it gets difficult because you had the watermelon so fucking big. It takes up a big portion of that bucket. And then you have like the fill gotcha. it up. It gives you – it's like Tetris. It gives you random shit. So you're not going to get like what you need every time to get in there. It's just it's, – it's some of it's luck and some of it's like the placement of where the, the fruit's going to land. So, Gotcha. Uh, I did that. Uh, I did play just a little bit of Fate uh, Samurai on PS5 uh, Remnant, um, which is uh, made by Omega Force. So uh, anything made by Omega Force, you can guess what it's going to play like. Musao. It's a Musao. It's a Musao type place game. With what license? It is with the Fate license, uh, which is a deep universe. Um, To give you a basic concept of what Fate is, and... um, it's the whole background of fate is you have what is called a holy grail and then you have a master servant pack so you have these humans that live in this world and whenever they have a holy grail it's a holy grail war and so they these they have masters who have these symbols on their hand who can summon servants and these servants are typically historical figures or fictional figures or something somebody famous so like uh, i think they usually break it down you have a saber uh, which uses a sword, an archer, which is bow and arrow, lancer, which uses a bow, not a bow, but a staff, uh, yeah. rider, caster, which is magic, assassin, and then you have the berserker class. Until uh, you got a berserker, we had described all the Ninja Turtle classes. Basically. <laughs> so you play as, uh, it does. it's interesting because it does it like a visual novel, which is uh, what Type Moon is really what fate is really known for. And so it uses a visual novel to kind of like deliver the story. And then the gameplay is uh, open world Musao type of uh, type game. And so you play as a uh, Iori uh, Miyamoto, which uh, he's an adopted son of uh, the famous sword swordsman uh, Musashi, uh, who gets dragged into the Holy Grail war. And he's able to summon a saber class servant and he starts like any other fake game. They always he he's always fighting somebody who's already been summoned. I think he's fighting a rider, which was the rider of that. Uh, Yui had a, the rider class one, and so like it does his backstory about how like there's this gang that in Japan they would go around and kill all these people, and then what he would do is he would like uh take these orphan children and make them do like a um cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. And he was like he was like fond of these children because he was just like. Tell him like, oh, I used to do this, blah blah blah. He used to go on about his stories, about his, his what he what he did in his life, and then he would just kill the children at the end. Uh, so like it starts oh, out this whole God. bit. It starts out this whole dear like this whole bit where he like this background story where like this gang was was talking about the, there's this old man talking about this kid and this gang and stuff like that, and he knew his fate, and then they woke up the next morning and everybody was dead and the kid disappeared. And so they said the rumor was that the the famous swordsman uh, Musashi happened to stop by that area and murdered all everybody in that gang, like all 80 members, and then just disappear without a trace. And so then you go into the present day, present day for them, which I think was uh, Edo. It's like the fourth fourth year in the Edo period, uh, the Kian era in the Edo period. And then it shows uh, Miyamoto Iori, who 
was the adopted son of Musashi, which you put together like that was the kid from the story. And uh, he's trying to, um, by then Musashi has already died, and he was trying to be the next heir to that school Musashi's fighting style, but he can never get there. So he's out there practicing and he ends up talking to his adopted sister. And that's awesome. And and that's kind of like the story it introduces right now. And it's like, right now I'm going through this gameplay where like I, the very beginning I fought uh, Ryder, which was like the tutorial, like, hey, you attack with this, heavy attack here, you know, this is your special attacks, blah, blah, blah. And it shoots back to that part where he goes in there and he's like, "How the, this is how the day started. And that's where I stopped right there. So that's about as far I got, maybe about an hour into it so far. Uh, awesome. I, think the, I think the game's like 40 hours long, they said story-wise. And that's typical about the Fate. Uh, the Fate series is pretty like that. So, I mean. Is it a whole, good Musou? It's, so far, it's pretty good. It's very different. So you have different, uh, similar to like a uh, Demon Slayer. He has different fighting styles. So I think uh, it's Tsuchi, it, it? which is Earth. And then uh, Mizu, which is Water. It's the only two they showed me so far. But it looks like he'd do two more outside of that. And it's, and it's like similar to like Demon Slayer, where like the attacks are based off that style of fighting. Um, but uh, yeah. And so like in, to add to it, like the whole point in the Fate series is like, you have these characters and masters and servants that are summoned and they're basically fighting to the death. And then they're, they're okay, whatever they call magic or something like that fills that chalice of the Holy grail. And then the last person standing, last master and servant standing drinks from the chalice and they get any wish they want to get it granted. So that's the whole thing to deal with the Holy grail wars. And, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a uh, fate uh, samurai remnant. Uh, like I said, I've, I've, I was going to buy this day one. I was a big uh, fate fan. So uh, there's some characters I saw that show up from the anime that show up in here too. Um, so I'm interested. I haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, that, I'm looking forward to those. So it seems to me within the past like 10 to 12 years, like the Musou license games have been head and shoulders above uh, the actual like Dynasty Warrior titles. It seems like the like the Zelda one, the One Piece one, I think was highly regarded. Seems like they've done more with that license or that engine with licensing than they have with the actual Dynasty Warrior series. I mean, they done One Piece. They didn't like three of those games. There's uh, it's also Musou based. They do a very good job of, of taking a Musou game, which they per, I think they perfected, and then applying it to a certain IP and then make it its own without saying like, oh, this is fucking Dynasty Wars, but right. just with with a uh, Monkey D Luffy, or just with a uh, Link. You know what I mean? It seems yeah. uh, they do a good job of applying it to the IP and making it unique every, almost every time. I, I I don't really see too often a line, well, oh, this is just like, uh, like they look at the Zelda one, like, oh, this is just like, uh, you know, the One Piece one. Or, you know, they, there's never, I don't usually see the argument. So, yeah, or it's like, it's just all they did was just take the Call of Duty method and copy paste the, with this IP. So they, I think they, they got the, the niche down pretty good. And they've done a couple of like, different rpgs like that even trinity i think trinity on ps3 was something different that wasn't a musal based game so they they'll squeeze it, uh something different in there here and there so often so flex but, their other game development all right brant i'm leaving it to your hands capable young baby hands that were not born <laughs> until the year 2001 well before 1998 yeah well after 1998 1998 yeah you, oh, you okay. didn't you didn't, you didn't touch sure. a copy of uh Resident Evil 2 until you were like two years old after it was already a uh, greatest hits for five years. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Baby's first Resident Evil 2. Oh, my gosh. Baby brand. Uh, I haven't had really enough time to, to play anything. Um, I started. Um, and when I say started, I mean just started. Um, Silent Hill 2. 
Um, what are you playing on? Steam Deck. So, PS2 version? PS2 version. version. PS2 version. I mean, I do have the... Um, uh, where did it go? Hey man, nobody go? nobody cares if you got a physical copy. It's not a big deal. You don't have to prove we're not the <laughs> we're not the piracy police here. No, I was I was gonna pull this version uh, over here, uh, the PS3. That was not uh, bad. Silent update, Hill HD up, update required. Update required. Oh, it's update it's already required. updated. Yeah, because when right. I got it, I popped it in, and you know, at least this version got the update. You know. Oh, they gave up on the 361. Yeah, I yeah. In a PS3, man, I've, I've been collecting PS3 games recently. I, I remember because I felt bad for Renee. I think that was the one he bought was the 361. So, um, and I wanted to see if that one was any different, just because those, those, uh, it'll take me a second to get used to it. But man, those uh controls, um, it doesn't feel too bad once you get him going and walking. But you'll get to a turn or something, and it'll screw you up, or the camera changes angles, and all of a sudden you're like walking backwards or something. And I'm like, Brent, what the hell am I doing? I'm pretty sure me and Richard's got you covered. We still have a uh, safe file. We still have the playthrough. Yeah. Of uh, PS2 it's on. It's on YouTube. Brant, you weren't on the show yet, but we streamed the first like two or three hours of Silent Hill Two. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we saw the save. You can always come over and mm-hmm. uh, and finish it off. Hey, on, on my on, on native hardware. Man, so I had Brand. I'm, I won't derail you for long. We had this rig, which is like the streaming setup, right? So we have a capture card. I had a distribution amp. I had we hooked it up to the plasma. Yeah, the Samsung natively. camera, right? Is it the Samsung camera. I think it's the same Logitech I have here. Okay, okay. But we were using this distribution amp to go into the capture card, and then also to the plasma. We were playing on the plasma in um, four by three, I think. I don't think I had a CRT out there. Because we needed a bigger screen, but we were playing on a different screen than what the the stream had, and then I monitored the chat on the notebook. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, and it was creepy as hell. And then we played <laughs> we played Siren at ten frames per second. Oh, ten seconds per frame. <laughs> well, that was brutal. Something was considering wrong. considering I have a dock, I can probably dock the Steam Deck and, and yeah. do all that as well. Yeah, um, Brant. Because I am playing it, um, the PS2 version. Uh, through emulation, I think I have it upscaled to two or three X, and it looks pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, no remake needed for Brant. I want those games just like Brant. It would look so good on your CRT, man. It would look so amazing. <laughs> that that mood and that fog and the atmosphere yeah. of that was designed for that display type. Is that's yeah, always my I, argument. I literally booted it up, started playing it. Um, met the woman in the graveyard and started walking toward town. And then we had to go somewhere or I had to throw in laundry and fold other laundry. And it, it you know, something always comes up. So it's open right now on the steam deck. I just got to pick it back up and, uh, actually play, play open it game. up, Brant. Um, play live now. I, Cut our it's definitely, off. it's definitely one of the ones that I wanted to play the original before the, remake comes out so i have a decent grasp of what's different and Brian, are you playing what's the, improved the good version which is the greatest his one i honestly don't know which iso did you 
backup from your disc. <laughs> Brian, go back, get the good one. There's a whole book that explains the whole process of all the different versions. That the, that's the best one. Oh my gosh, I there's did not get that, that into the this? weeds, sir. There's a there's a like there's a dedicated book to Silent Hill 2. That's how I found out that that was the best version. Was the greatest hits version on PS2. That had everything. I don't think I have that one. That's the most expensive one too. It's super fucking expensive. Oh my gosh. So it goes against the whole greatest hits, uh, not valuable. It's almost your NBA ballers, almost NBA ballers esque. <laughs> it's it's very expensive. I looked because I I think I have the standard one and I have the Xbox one and I don't have the fucking greatest hits one. And I those are the up. two versions I have. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and other than that, and some Warzone with y'all, I did boot up Foam Stars. Uh, yeah, tell us about Foam Stars. I was trying to get y'all. I was trying to get y'all to come in. I, I went. Uh, I went through play. the tutorial. I was there. I was waiting. So I did the tutorial, and then I played, I don't know, two, three games. Um, it's it's just a Splatoon clone without the personality um, to me. It looked, the art um, style and everything looked great. I, I mean, the art style looks, looks fine. The characters look fine. Um, you have a jump, which is extremely, your characters jump, jump extremely high and it's kind of floaty. So like you literally, you jump and you just kind of like float back down. Master chief. Um, you're Cesar. I don't know if you, if you felt the same way, the movement didn't feel fast enough to me, like whether you're running or there's a. Uh, like a surfboard or boogie board kind of thing to where you can slide on the foam and whatnot. I just got yelled at all the time about not doing it right. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, yeah. They were trying um, to make you fail the tutorial? Like, oh, you know, no, no, Johnny, oh. I was like, ah. And it just, it just didn't feel like there was enough momentum there. Um, The foam is literally just used to, to knock out opponents. Uh, it's not like Splatoon in that regard where you're not you're you're not like trying to trying paint to the... paint everything and um but in that same uh, thing being like Splatoon if you're if you're on green team and the enemy team is pink and you step on their colored foam you're moving slower you know you get so it's it, it's, it's so it, it's Splatoon-esque it's, it's Splatoon-esque just, it's not as fast Splatoon adjacent. Um, the the camera angle it feels like it's a little bit too far away from the characters. I mean, this is this is all my personal opinion. It's it was a beta. They could change some decent stuff in there and change the way some of the stuff feels and update well, right. it. Well, Brand, let me ask you how you feel about this. I mean, you think you would enjoy this game better on the new PSP? Oh my God, no, <laughs> hell, no. new PSP compatible. <laughs> As I break the new PSP over my knee, so, play on the toilet with your new PSP. Yeah, it's two hundred dollar uh, PSP, man. It's cheap. <laughs> you already have a bunch. Of, Brent, you already have a bunch of games for it, don't you? I already have the no new software PSP right here, sir. No yeah, new can, software required. But can it play Days Gone and Final Fantasy sixteen? <laughs> Um, we'll see. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there it goes. It's trying. I'm trying. We knew it, was, we knew it wasn't far away. <laughs> Days gone's always there to embrace. Gone. Holy shit! 
No, but I have Days Gone on my other um, portable device. So, um, yeah, I'm. I was I was kind of underwhelmed by Foam Stars. I didn't expect a lot. Um, it might be more fun if you actually you know play with people, but it's also one of those things where <laughs> damn brand. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I just killing I, us di- here. I didn't have I didn't have a lot of fun with it. It was uh, the game mode I played too. It's where you you literally just keep um, fighting the opponents until a star appears, and it is like a star player. So the more kills each team gets, you know, the person that's basically the MVP of your team becomes the star, and then there you take that player out. Um, to you foam up the other players and you slide into them with that um, boogie, board. Uh, boogie board surfboard kind of thing. You like just go over to them and you kick them and that knocks them out. In the same regard, while your teammates are rolling around, uh, if they're almost about to be knocked out, you can go over and save them uh, by sliding into them. Revive uh, me. You have a special move that builds up gradually, and then you have like two um, alternate attacks. So you have your regular, you know, blasters. Um, when you see there's a little meter, when it gets low, you press square to reload. Um, and then you, yeah, you have your alternate fires that kind of go on cooldown, with which are your like bumpers. But uh, yeah, what do the I mean, it was. Fires look like? What does that give you? It depends on the characters. Sometimes they're bombs, um, or like a the one character she you know jumps in the air and does like a vertical oh. fire or a horizontal fire or like Kurt like so she fires like these bubbles of foam that you know fly uh, straight out. Um, there's they're one specific character to your star then, so they're different. Yeah, so I mean, different characters do different things. Yeah. So the there's one like she she has like a little robot guy who kind of acts as a turret and he just sits there and fires foam. So it's I mean it's got some personality, I think. Um but I don't know. I wasn't super impressed. But Sounds I would sad about it. I I would like to see what they improve from the beta. Uh and how it looks on the new PSP. Probably look great on the new PSP. And haptic uh, feedback. How was there any haptic feedback? I didn't. I didn't really notice it. I think there. I think there might have been. Because it's still. I mean, it does the the rumble whenever you're uh, firing. I played a couple different characters, and every, you know the firing rates out of each individual guns were different and things like that. So I noticed that. I didn't really notice the trigger pulls as much though. So. Um, it wasn't super yeah. noticeable. It wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't noticeable at all. But yeah, I did notice the different rumbles because, like, again, some players have like kind of automatic weapons. Uh, one character, one of the other ones I played, kind of has like a sniper kind of deal where you like charge her thing up and and fire it, or you can do a quick, small, quick burst. Um. Another character, you know, it's kind of like a charge and like a big stream. So, 
Foam stars. Foam stars. Foam Maybe stars. when it is is live, we can all jump in there and see. I mean, as long as it's still free to play, I'm all day one. If it's free to play, let's go. Nothing to lose, but a little bit of time. Should have done it this weekend, I must stop. Uh, yes, it features two game modes, all the characters available at launch, and it's free to play online for all PS5 players, free even play. those without PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. Wait, that might be the beta. The beta. The beta. The beta. The open beta. I read uh, combined. He, combined he, was think, he was thinking Dota. Beta. He's like, I want Dota. Full Trouble, Foam Stars, the open beta features two game modes. That's yeah. beta. Wait, it's a Square Enix joint? Yeah, it it's is. Square Enix. Yeah, Did you yeah, not yeah. know that? Doubt it's going to be free to play for some reason. Ends 10 1 11 59. Yep, ended last night. Damn it. Go back in time. We can stop this. Try to fight foam with foam. All right, Brand, is that it for you? That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, I'll add something before I continue my preamble, postamble. We are very, very close to 50 Twitch uh, follows. I'm Super Twitch close. begging. Get us a couple more followers. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. They don't have to hit the bell. They don't have to subscribe. They don't have to like. We don't give out bits. We don't um, do... Get in the, the hot tubs. Yeah, we don't body paint. I did watch one of those one today. It's very interesting. <laughs> it was educational purposes. Education, yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, they were Starfire from... Um, oh, okay. I can get yeah. it. I can get behind that. Yeah, comic book character. Brian, I'll send you a link. Um... He did a great Watch job. Watch the stream. You send the link. He did a great job. Uh, we are two away from that next step for Twitch affiliation. So part of me thinks that'll be great for this podcast. I don't know. I don't think, you know, Twitch is our ultimate goal. We like doing the show and our big numbers come from audio that we publish through our RSS feed. So if that gets us in front of more ears, I think uh, I think that's our, our ultimate goal. That's where we're, where we trend towards because... I mean, Cesar looks fantastic on camera, but he can't carry the rest of us every week. So audio is definitely our, our bread and butter as as it stands now. So we'll see. We'll see what changes in the future. But tell a friend. Have them like us. That's all they got to do is follow. That's it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.